right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all you stupid marks out there, this is Down for the Count podcast. <laughs> and with me today is Alexis and Tiffany. Say hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hello. Ha! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what an kind of day. Uh, at least I'm not drunk this time. I'm surprised I haven't been yet. I'm very surprised by that. But we're going to recap the fun things that um, have been going on in wrestling over the past weekend, which is including AEW Dynamite, SmackDown Live, um, NXT Update, other shit going on, and all of the drama. And we also have some fun stuff. We think it'll be fun. I don't know about you guys, but you're listening, so obviously you think it's fun, too. So, whatever. (laughs) So, um, first things first, how was everyone's week slash weekend since last time we talked? Uh, Well, I learned to not mix wine and Chinese food together because the aftermath is not fun. But... um, (laughs) This weekend, I officially became a first-time home homeowner. I officially have yes, my own. Yes, thank God. Thank. <laughs> it's uh, so it's been. Insert I... insert clapping, audience. Um, yes. Audio. <laughs> um, so. I won't board I won't board the listeners but pretty much if you've ever bought a house you know exactly what I have gone through what like the worst that could happen has happened um but you know we're moved in and like it's just so peaceful and I'm just so happy to finally be in my own house and not have to I mean I technically still have to pay rent to my mortgage company but it's not to a landlord you know <laughs> but true uh, finally in my house, and I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm so, I'm actually calm. So, if you guys need me to get revved up, let me know. It'll take me a good solid two minutes. But uh, right now, I'm very peaceful. So, <laughs> that's what we want. Well, the peaceful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about y'all? How y'all been? I had a pretty decent weekend. It was pretty mellow here. Nothing to report. Just normal shit. <laughs> Mine's was pretty normal compared to how it's usually been. Just like a lot of drama at my job. Like a lot of people like getting let go and like people doing shady stuff. So like that's been like entertainment. Entertaining on that <laughs> level sort of. But obviously, I'm not going to talk about all of that. But, um, yeah, just that. It's just been very, just wild. It's real chill. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm chill, but it's just, like, everything around me is just, like, insane. And I'm like, God, why is everybody, like, wilding out? And then I realized it was a full moon yesterday. When I had quite a few customers acting like they had no training, no home training, <laughs> so that all yeah. all made sense. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I work at a hospital. 
working in a hospital emergency room on a full moon i can i can share you some horror stories about what happened at that time but uh oh it's bad also working at the psych ward on a full moon yeah that's always shits and giggles oh yeah no never again never again <laughs> Lord, let's get, let's get some wrestling, y'all. I'm I'm ready to talk about what's been going on the last couple of days. Did you say wax on? Wrestling. I'm from the south. There's no W's. It's wrestling. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Thank Okay, so our first bit of news that we're going to talk about, sorry if this isn't in order of what days they showed up, but there's quite a bunch of wrestling that goes on at this current point in time, so, you know, just, like, bear with us, like, Jesus. So, the first um, first (laughs) thing we're going to go over is this past episode of AEW Dynamite and also AEW Dark. So, I, AEW Dark, I had trouble watching it on YouTube. I don't know if I was the only one or, or not, but, um, but at, uh, so I have yet to watch AEW Dark just because of crazy stuff going on, but I did get to watch, um, AEW Dynamite. Um, honestly, it's nothing really to brag about (laughs) Um, I mean Jericho opened the show and he's got his little posse now with the inner circle and um, and then um, he's got his little group going on and it's like Jack I'm just gonna call him Jack Swagger because that's what I know him as Um, Jack Swagger LA Santana and Ortiz from LAX because he's still yeah, I don't give a shit. And uh, who else? Um, Sammy Guevara. And I feel like someone else, but I guess they didn't make that much of an impact on me. Oh well. But they opened the no, show. No, that's it. It's just okay. San- no, it's Santana, um, Santana Ortiz, um, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So. I mean, they come out, they cut a promo about how they're, like, basically gonna take over AEW and all this jazz or whatever, and uh, I mean, Jack Hager is over there looking like he's about to pick his kids up from church for a freaking toy. You know, church slacks and shoes and then Jericho's out there wearing leather pants and freaking uh, leather pants and uh, a suit jacket that he has no intention of sh- that he should be wearing because <laughs> like look Jericho when you get to be a man of a certain age I understand muscle mass you can't get the six pack abs anymore but wear and I've been hanging around Tiff way too long but wear a coat <laughs> that when you lift your arms up you don't have to unbutton and then your gut just hangs over. That was not attractive, like, at all. I'm just like, you you, you look like someone's drunk uncle who plays in a cover band. Oh, <laughs> no. 
I know he was my top one for one I think, but it was like Jericho on his last round in WWE. That was, that's who I meant. But like, I look at him now and I'm like, dude, you just know. And then I don't know, was it Santana Ortiz? They're standing there, one of them standing there with his tongue hanging out of his mouth and he looks like the Tasmanian devil. Like, I'm like, you're gonna bite your tongue, dude, on national TV. So they come out. And, you know, they, they cut smack to take a shot at WWE because people were chanting, we the people, because, you know, Jack Swagger, Jericho takes a shot at WWE. And he's like, that was a stupid decision made by some creative team. And I'm like, that got Jack over because everybody was chanting, we the people. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. But they come out, talk shit. Um... Jimmy Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen had a really good match because those the, everyone's like, oh, those are the hardcore guys. They actually had a really good those match. Are the, those are the spooky people. Let's put them in a match together. <laughs> we don't know what to do with guys oh. Halloween. So what are we gonna do? Um, so it was a pretty good match. Darby oh, Allen. Darby Allen won, and uh, he's one of right to face Chris Jericho next week. Young Bucks and Private Party had a match for um, the tag team title thing they're doing. Uh, surprisingly, I was really shocked that Private Party won because I automatic. Thank I guess everyone. I would have been pissed. I guess everybody. <laughs> the Young Bucks over. But you know what? Honestly, that was a really great match because you could kind of see once the Young Bucks stopped doing their usual corny campy shit that you could see like the real athleticism coming out on them and you know um they're just it was a really good match i love uh monk uh i'm gonna probably butcher his name because i heard it pronounced two different ways at aew um but from yeah from uh private party his wrestling gear when he comes out and he wrestles in in um the, the tails I think that's just so cool. And then, like, they're um, when they said where they're from, it's like from a location where you need an invitation to get into. And it was just like, <laughs> oh my god, like they're going all out with this gimmick, and I freaking love it. Um, so yay on that. Women's match was absolute trash. I fell asleep through it. Like my husband woke me up like two minutes before the match was over. He goes, "Hey, are you still watching this?" I said, "Huh? Oh." Britt Baker's on TV. No, wake me up when it's over. <sighs> no, I don't like the women's match either. I, I did actually get to catch a piece of it, and I watched the end of AEW from the women's match on, and I, I, I didn't understand it. I was very lost. I was like, what, what is going on here exactly? Because at the end, I think her name is Bia Priestley. Mm-hmm. They started fighting her her and Dr. Brick Baker started fighting and I guess they got some old beef or whatever and it was just like okay during the match they had some pretty good spots like Rio had a nice spot on Bia Priestley and it was some good pieces it just it it wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't good and Bia gave Bia Presley Baker a black eye like, yeah, good, like, for, good for good for her. And now oh. people online are like, 
throwing fits, saying it was intentional and all that jazz. And well, no, it like happened. Her, and her man, it could be. So, I mean, can't Wait, also what? put that past her. <laughs> can't pa- put past her and her man either. You know, the more um, I learn about about Bill Osprey, the more I don't like him, and that sucks because he's a really good athlete. But like. If you're a shitty person in real life, I can't I can't with your character on TV if that makes sense cuz I'm like I don't want to support you. It's like a good example is AJ Styles. Like the more I learn about what he really likes and what, you know, how he is, when I see him on TV, it's a cringe fest. I'm just like dude, why why are you like this? Why are you a douche? Like why do no. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah. The one thing about the women at AEW, it just makes me, that's just saddens me a bit. It's, I don't know if they're not getting enough time to like practice with each other. It's just like the ring psychology is just like very off. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I really. I agree with both of y'all, but I I understand where Nicole's coming. It just seems like nobody knows what they're doing together. You know, it just seems weird. I don't think they're having enough time to to gel. I know that makes sense, yes. but if you look at the if you look at the women in the WWE, like they know each other. I mean, they're wrestling like like. And I give them a lot of crap, but like, here's a good example. Sasha and Charlotte, they've wrestled each other so much. Or Becky and Charlotte, they've wrestled each other so much. They know how to put on a good show because they've done shows before. But it's just like something about the AEW women's division does not seem like they're getting to know each other better. And I'm like, you guys are in the indies. Some of you should know what the next person's going to do before you sit down and even plan out the match, you know? A lot of um, a lot of them should. Um, I think honestly they lack. I think they need a really. That's why I think they need to get moving on. Especially like once I'll we'll get into the indie news. They really need to work on trying to sign some more um, people out there. They really really need I, to I do because they need. Well, first of all, they need like more diversity, and I'm just not saying like diversity as in like ethnicity and gender and blah blah blah. Um, I'm saying, like, they need more different types of, like, women, not just when they rent, rent Joshi, Joshi wrestlers for, for three pay-per-views just to showcase people. No, like, they need, like, more legitimate women in their division, especially they need, they need, like, a really, really kick-ass, like, two kick-ass people or two to be the locker room leaders, and I think that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have like leadership, and I'm and I'm talking like locker room leader. Like they don't have like how a natty is, or like in TNA they don't have or TNA slash um, Impact. Um, they don't have they don't have like a Gail Kim, or right. like they don't right. have like that figure in there. And I'm not, it's not like we're trying to rap on them because obviously they're a new promotion, but them trying to scot something like that will probably honestly help those girls leaps and bounds yeah agree because they all they all have the tools to be good like um AEW Dark I watched some of it 
and then I was like this could and that women's match was really good but it was just like here or there like a little bit tweaking and also shout out to Penelope Ford I think she looks amazing I just she hashtag has yeah literally has the most underrated like ring gear and like presence I just like love her look because she looks like she's she just got off of like sitting front row at Louis Vuitton at like Fashion Week a couple days ago like like I'm obsessed with it literally shout out to you Mm -hmm. Penelope Ford she's also a good wrestler too looks fantastic next next week (laughs) their match is Britt Baker versus Rio for the AEW women's headband so uh, (laughs) tiara (laughs) the tiara yeah um i would honestly just pick up the i would pick up that men's belt if i was one of the girls and i won it i said come on jericho we're sharing this we're sharing this fucking belt for fuck's sakes period just it's so tacky looking all their belts look horrible um it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't so tiny I mean, it's such a little thing. I think about I thought it was so much bigger with the way they advertised it in the glass when they had the pay-per-view. It it looked like a really big belt. That's why I was like, okay, even though in the center it's oval-shaped, it's a little, it's not exactly pleasing to the eye. I did like the plates and I like the color of the belt. I was like, I can get with this. But then when Rio holds the belt up, I'm like, did y'all make it specifically for her? It because it it looks like the old school belt that May uh, May Young and Fabulous Moolah used to wear. And to be honest, I didn't like those belts. You know, I thought they were extremely tiny, and it rem- was reminiscent of an era where women were really great at what they did, but they didn't want to push them forward and let them have you know, they didn't want to let them have nothing. And then at that time too, Mula was too damn greedy. And she mm-hmm. was so and she was so enamored with her own um career that she wasn't, you know, trying to make sure the women period could be pushed forward. She was only concerned with what how popular and how famous she was and how many accolades she got. So true. I mean I I just don't like I, I just didn't like the belt and I'm like but to you if that's your explanation because a lot of fans online is like well it's an old to the old school belt and I'm like well that was a shitty time for women's wrestling so the fuck are you honoring are you are you honoring the shitty time women had to get there is that I what mean, you're it, doing well maybe because Brandy Maybe because Brandy didn't want to lift anything too heavy when she eventually wins the damn thing. But think about this. If if a woman like Nyla or Awesome Kong wins that title, it is going to look absolutely ridiculous. It's going to look terrible. They're not going to be able to wear it. They're going to be literally holding it. It's going to look like a bracelet on Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose. That ain't going to look like shit. I, I, I don't think they thought that through. I really don't. <laughs> but I don't the best know. Those they got are the tag team belts 
And the tag team belts look just like the old school TNA tag team belts. Well, that's I'm what you okay get with the tag. I'm print. okay with the tag belts. That's the best looking. I mean, they all don't that's look. The I don't like. Almost, I don't like any title. I don't like any. Like I don't like any WWE title. I think they're all ugly, except for the women's tag belts and the tag belts at NXC UK. Other I like that, the belts. All their belts you are ugly too. <laughs> I hate I hate everybody's belts, honestly. The women's tag titles look absolute. The women's tag titles look like something you make in the in a wrestling game, dude. Like, I but, I but, like the original version of those belts that they had going around, where it was really two women's heads facing opposite. Oh, I like that. I love those belts. I was like, oh, please let this be the belt. Because on the men's belt, they've got two like um, Trojan, like, you know, soldiers going head to head on the belts. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, damn, like if they make the women's belt like that, I just, I loved that version of the belts. I just thought they looked so cool. And I was like, oh, they gonna make the women's tag belts look like that. And then they drop them and they're just kind of like, mm. I'm like, okay, they're cute belts. They're nice looking belts. I didn't have a problem with the belts. I just was really excited for the first version that people was passing around. At least what they were thinking the belts were gonna look like, that's what I wanted. And I was like really excited, but I wasn't mad about the tag team belts. They're okay. You know, they're not perfect. They're okay. I happen to like the Universal Championship. I think the red color on it looks nice. I like the women's um, belts because they're just a few sizes smaller than the men's belt. It's not like super tiny, but it's it's almost equivalent to their size. I like the belts that the WWE got. The women, I mean, the women's belts in the WWE, I mean, the, to me, that's like for every size because it's like, you know, um, I know she's not a, we're not a fan of her, but like if Nia Jax or Tamina or one of the bigger girls want it and the same thing with the tna knockouts title if a bigger girl wins it it's not gonna look ridiculous when they have it like over their shoulder or over their back or however they carry it if you give that to awesome kong it's gonna look absolutely ridiculous on her like she's gonna be like i don't want this belt because no it looks ugly i want a complete overhaul of this shit um and still no awesome Kong sighting, even though she's on the commercials. She was not on the show this week. Um, John John Moxley made his TNT TNT debut. Uh, who'd he go up against? I can't remember. Fuck. <laughs> Sean Spears. Oh yeah, that's why it I was can't Sean remember. Spears. Yeah, because Tolly Blanchard was trying to get in the match, and I'm like, this old man is gonna get his ass whooped, and I am not gonna. Tessa, feel bad come get him. your father. <laughs> right. <laughs> you. Pick him up. Pick him. Pick up him and Ari. They both need to go again. Oh, yeah. I'm like this man. <laughs> and no offense to Tully Blanchard, but this old ass man is gonna get his ass kicked by some dude that's like 20 years younger than him or more, and I'm not gonna feel bad. So he he doesn't. They don't need that. You know, Mox won because of course he's gonna win. And then, like, the main event was a tag team match. It was, um, 
Oh yeah, there was a Sammy Guevara match. I don't remember that much either. Sorry, Sammy. Um, <laughs> wait, was there? Because they don't, they have two hour. No, that two... was the previous week. Okay, because they have two hour shows. But these matches, they don't have a lot of matches. Like I think they only have like four or five matches. Because the last match was um, it was a tag match. It was Dustin, and yeah, it was Dustin Rhodes. And I think Hangman Page versus um, Jericho and Sammy. And Sammy. Okay, because I knew Sammy Guevara was there somewhere. That just shows how much yeah, I don't pay attention. Yeah, no ab having ass was up there. He came so up there. Have- I remember because I was looking at it, and he came out there, and he like you know was like look at my abs, and everybody was just looking. I'm like, what the fuck we looking at? Are we? Like, where are they? Are you even magnifying glass on there? Like, <laughs> like, is he even old enough to like be a wrestler? Because this kid looks like exactly. He's like, I well, know. In Sammy's defense, he is twenty six. What? Twenty six? I thought he no, was twenty one. Nope. <laughs> How come him and Darby Allen look the same then? <laughs> Because Darby Allen's like 21, 22 at this time of, of podcast release. But how come him and Sammy Guerrero look like they're the same damn age? They, look, they all look 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. That's actually pretty good. Because, I mean, he looks youthful, so he doesn't look like an old-ass man. But next to Jericho, Jericho looked like his... Uncle. <laughs> I'm, Jericho needs to lay off the bubbly. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah. That, that tag match. real good. It's the point. It's the point I'm trying to make. So, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin and Paige pick up the win, and of course, afterwards, the beatdown. And then, you know, all the all the people, the, the, the elite runs in. There was a cool thing, because Pac was, Pac was on commentary, at one point, I think it was during the John, like the John Moxley match or something, and yeah, um, and I had notes. Sorry, sorry, listeners, I had notes, but we moved, and that's been my big concern this week. Um, but Kenny Omega came down and was trying to start shit with Mox, and he handed Mox a barbed wire bat, and Kenny Omega, because his nickname's the Cleaner, he had a barbed wire mop, and I'm just like, where the fuck do you pick up a barbed wire mop at? <laughs> Because, like, I need that shit in my life. But, you know, Pac interfered. But I was just like, okay. I could kind of see a Pac-Kenny Omega thing going on. Because they had that really awesome match at the one show. Um, Lights go out. Cody comes out. Which I don't understand why they had to turn the lights off. That was, like, really stupid. That was the second time they turned the lights out that night. And I was... I was like, well, he's the American Nightmare, true enough, but I thought it, I thought it was pointless that they had to, they turned the lights on just so he can like appear in the ring, and um, he got his ass whooped, and then MJF was gonna do a, a double heel turn, it seemed like, because he came running out, and they were like trying to, and like there was a split second that you actually thought he was gonna hit Cody, and you know, of course. Uh, being the ass kisser he is, he wants to suck up to the boss, so he goes after the inner circle, and Jay, 
MJF gets laid out with a ring bell. It's ridiculous, but somehow, oh, this is this is what I think was probably the coolest spot of the <laughs> night. Jericho's going up the ramp because he's right. just like, nah, I'm done. I'm taking my title. I'm, I'm letting the vultures pick at the pick at everybody else. Fucking Darby Allen rides down the ramp on a fucking skateboard. <laughs> jumps and then proceeds to beat Jericho with the skateboard and I'm sitting here laughing like how come I have never seen this shit done before I thought it was the funniest fucking thing because I think at one point I saw a match where he had the the deck of the skateboard that's for all you kiddos that don't skateboard that's basically the skateboard without wheels and he had spikes on it and I was just like okay that's cool so you know where's because, you know, he's whatever. I thought it fit his character perfectly. And this motherfucker, in complete skull paint still, rides down on a fucking skateboard. And I'm like, okay, that that was pretty cool. And then, you know, the, the elite stand tall and all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, the ending was kind of... The ending was fun. Um, Production-wise, they're getting better. But, Cody, if you're listening, or anybody who's in charge of AEW... Y'all have to do something with these commentary. This commentary, it is it is just putting me so far out of it. Because Nicole, I know you mentioned last week when we recorded that if it's bad commentary, it takes you completely out of the show. And I swear, as soon as they, they weren't even on for two minutes yet, and Jr. fumbled where they were. I'm just like, are you serious, dude? Like, you just messed up, and it's not even two minutes into the show. So, <laughs> they, like, there's nothing wrong with Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur is getting better, but JR, JR needs to be replaced. If he cannot keep up, and Tony Schiavone can, that is a problem. Well, one thing about the, um, the commentary that I did the catch because my dad you know he's a big wrestling fan and i was in the room with him and he was like well tiffany where's the channel that the new wrestling um promotion comes on and i'm like oh it's on tnt we can watch it and we came in during the the women's match and we watched it all the way to the end and he was just like what is going on with the commentary because it was very wonky it would come in they would come in and talk and then for like at least five to ten minutes there would be silence the only thing you would hear is the mat and them wrestling and like the noise of the crowd you didn't really get to hear much of the commentary and i was a little i was like well well where is it and then all of a sudden tony would come out and he would come up and say something he would say something and then all of a sudden it would drop back down and then JR would come up and he would say something and it would drop back down. It was just weird commentary. It was odd. And I was like, they need to fix that. They need to fix the sound or something. I had the same issue, dude. Like I kept having to, to turn up my TV just to see if like maybe I was having issues with my speakers or something. But no, I was just like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? Like, it, and as much as I hate, I do not like Corey Graves on commentary. At least when him and uh, like him and Michael Cole go, are talking on SmackDown and doing it, at least like 
Michael's constantly talking or Corey's constantly talking, even if it's about the network or the big show coming up that month or the draft or whatever, they managed to find something so there won't be dead air. And I'm just like, you know, Tony Schiavone's a good good guy, Excalibur's learning, but JR needs to go. And, you know, we're seeing these reports about Lawler not wanting to be on commentary. And I'm just like, then why are you here, dude? Like, if you don't want to be on commentary, why are you sitting here doing it? Because really, I think I think they're, they just hired, uh, they hired Lawler back, even if it's temporary, just to get back at JR for going to AEW, which I think is just so stupid and a waste of money, actually. Well, but, I want to say that Raw put, I want to say that Raw put Jerry I want to say they put him on there because he's a veteran commentator, but it doesn't work because of the type of commentators they have. You've got Vic Joseph, who's supposed to be kind of like your Michael, right? And then you got Dio. Dio has no personality. There's nothing coming through with Dio. And then Jerry's like, I'm sitting there trying to call it, trying to do talking, and they're yell, like yelling in your ear, screaming in your ear to get it to, to get you to do what they want you to say. And it's like, you know, I'm like, well, that's that's been happening. Like, isn't that how they've been doing it this whole time? Like, it's not like it's something you're not, you know, privy to. Like, you haven't been used to that before. But the commentary exactly. for Raw is bad. You get what I'm saying? Like, the commentary for Raw is yeah. bad. It's because of the people they have. They don't have a good mix. That's what I was saying before. I think if they're going to put... I don't think Ed should wrestle ever in life. I think he should just stay away from it because it's too risky and he could further injure himself. But I would love for him to be on commentary. I wouldn't have any issues with that. I think he would be 100% perfect for commentary on Raw. I also think having Mickey James do commentary would be perfect, and she needs to be on Raw with Vic Joseph, and that's what it needs to be. It needs to be Edge, Vic Joseph, and Mickey James. I think those three would work out fine. You have Edge as your heel commentator, right? You have Mickey James as your face, and then you've got Vic Joseph as your moderator. It's, Which, it's the perfect it's what he's good at. Well, right. also, you know, for Lawler's, you know, all he did, if you go back and watch it, all he did was, you know, um, just kind of gush all over the, the women and, you know, make perverted jokes and stuff like that. You can't do that anymore. So, you know, maybe back in the Attitude Era, they were like screaming in his ear, be the most perverted old man you can be. But you can't do that anymore because, um, yeah, WWE has sponsors now and Vince loves his sponsors. Yeah, and I think that's what A and then AEW. I think like Jr. just is not. He is just out of date. He is just out of date. And I know they got him because they thought, oh, we have Jr. Because Jr. is one of was literally like he and he will once he's dead and gone and he um, probably won't get inducted. Is he in the Hall of Fame already? Um, I think, I he, is. think he is. Yes, is he in there? I- if he isn't already, yeah. I don't know if he's going to get in there. Okay, he's in there, so he's fine. I was yeah, say, he's in there already. Vince is petty, so I was like, a lot, some couple of people over there ain't going to get in that Hall of Fame. <laughs> but that's another, that's another thing. But, um... Yeah. 
I think they got JR because like obviously like JR JR is one of the goats. Like I don't like that I don't like the man, but it's true. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not he he's very is the re he does that and there is a reason WWE took him off of commentary and it should be the same reason that Lawler should not be there now as well he is out of date he is very very out of date like during AEW Dark he um, made a comment about B Priestley um, I can't remember word from word because it's been like over a week but he said something like she is very strong considering her gender and then like Excalibur was like ah like trying to like cover it up a bit and then like the oriental thing during a few pay-per-views ago I was like he's just like he's just out of date there's a reason why he was taken off a normal commentary and it just sounds like he forgets stuff like he doesn't even like sometimes it seems like he does he doesn't know what match is going on at the time like he just seems like very confused and it's just like he has to go like they need to and if they get Taz because Taz is going to be a special guest on AEW Dart on this upcoming episode which again I'm not a huge fan I know Taz is very salty because he hasn't been asked back which I think out of all the old commentators he could he should have been the one who was called back at any place before either of those before either Lawler or JR in my opinion but hopefully yeah. I don't know hopefully he gets signed AEW or whatever so he can stop bitching about nobody using him for anything so um he's been so critical of them as of lately They, you know how petty they are they're not going to hire you if you've been critical of them if you speak ill of them or any kind of way, they're not going to do anything with you. I don't know why he's so mad. He should know this. He used to work for him. Exactly. So that's why, like, people are like, oh, my God, like, that's so... T-. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it is, and, and it's petty, but he should know that. He worked for them. You should know that. And right. that's why people, like, fawning all over Jericho, making his... It cracks. And I was like, I mean... To be real, once his AEW contract is over, he he's gonna not going right to stay back. there. He's going to yeah. go right back to WWE because he wants his, his Vince he want is going to be like, you know, Yeah, he, he wants, wants his flowers. Hall of Fame induction. He wants that Hall of Fame induction. He wants that WrestleMania main event. And Vince, and then when he's on that, because you know he probably thinks, "Oh, I'm retiring," and Vince will be like, "I ain't putting your ass in the Hall of Fame. Fuck out of here." Yeah. And then he's going to be like, okay, I'll come back. And that's exactly like, Jericho is loyal to Jericho's legacy. And I can't be mad at that to a certain extent because you have to, especially in the wrestling industry, you have to be selfish. And like, it is what it is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, don't be like, don't be like all up in the hype because ever get, again, it's all a work. And once his contract is up, he's going to mm-hmm. go back to WWE. Exactly. Pretty much. Um, I mean, correct me, again, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong on here, because like I said, it's been a week, and it's been a very long week for me, but I swear, when they are talking about the women's title, 
he called it the NWA women's title instead of the AEW. He did. <laughs> like, okay, so I, I wasn't being delirious. Nope. Which is funny because we will, I will, I will touch upon NWA briefly in the next, in a, in another segment. So yes, he did. It okay. was, oh God, Jr. He needs to go to bed. Um, Charlotte and Tessa and whoever else is um father. Um, yeah, I need to just come pick them up. Come pick up Jr. Pick up Waller. <laughs> pick up um Arn and Tully and just all just take up come just get them all drop them off at and yeah, just come get them drop them off in a resort somewhere they need to they need to just relax actually pick up Rick while you're at it too he need to go too he need to go sit down all the way down somewhere too hey. that's another person that needs to go go to a resort just pick we'll all of them up in a second man cause I got I got a question to ask you guys when we start talking about Smackdown yeah, we could go into SmackDown because that's about it that happened in AEW Dynamite. So this past episode of SmackDown, a bunch happened. <laughs> right. And I watched and, it and I it. <laughs> not only that, with the draft and whatever. So, um, Tiff, you want to fill us in about what all happened? Sure. It's my turn. I feel so special. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so SmackDown was it was focused solely around the draft, and for the better part, I thought this was a really solid show for SmackDown because technically this was their first official show because the week before was the anniversary and it was kind of focused on that and it was trying to do a lot to get people to watch, you know, gives you strong pops and whatnot. But this right here was actually a pretty solid show. So, in regards to the draft, the way they structured it was very much like they would do a regular sports draft, whether it's MLB, NFL, or NBA. So, they had the draft picks already set. They even had war rooms. And, honey, (laughs) they went out with that. I was like, who is these actors? What? And then my husband was like, no, the Fox one, those were real Fox executives because they are there when they do the draft picks for the, um, when they talk about the sports with Fox and they, they've seen, he's seen them before. And I'm like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. I'm like, well, they're horrible actors. They're horrible. Yeah. And, and I was just like, it was just bad. USA Network. Yeah, New USA Networks was worse. They were worse, but it was just bad acting. And other than that, they had really good matches. The only thing about SmackDown Live that I could say was like a little blip was the opening match. So it was Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, and the winner got to chose the pick, the first round draft pick. And basically that set the tone for the night, right? Okay, right. so the match starts. It's cool, actually, a pretty decent match. And then Roman is still on the ropes. Seth's got Roman where he wants him, and the lights go out. And I'm like, motherfucker, god, god damn it! This was the only chance we were gonna get to see Roman versus Seth. And I know a lot of people don't care about it and didn't want to see it, but 
I I actually wanted to see it, okay? And I thought it was a pretty decent match. And it had a shitty ending because the fiend interfered, drug Seth Rollins out of the ring into the ground. The basically there was supposed to be smoke coming out of the ground, but the smoke came late. So uh, all you saw was a hole in the in the ring. And then the smoke came, and then Seth comes bounding out. And it was like, I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? And then the announcer goes, well, Michael Cole goes, well, this is a DQ because the Fiend attacked Seth Rollins. That's it. The Fiend, the lights go out, the Fiend's eerie music plays, and you see the Fiend at the top of the key, and Seth Rollins is in the ring. And Michael Cole is like, it's a DQ, which means Raw won the first round draft pick. So I was like, so you can tell me. Y'all made me sit through this match. And y'all couldn't at least give SmackDown the first round draft pick on they fucking show? And then you end it like this? I was mad. I was so mad. I, I was tight, yo. Yeah, but that was... I was so mad. I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this no more. I was but I, I, I kept watching it because I really wanted to see who they were going to pick. And I wasn't surprised that, that Raw picked Becky. Becky retained the championship at Hell in a Cell, so it would have been odd to draft her to SmackDown. She would have either had to immediately vacate the belt or drop it. Yeah. Which would have been interesting. So that part was fine. After that, in between the draft picks, they did have matches. They had Corbin and Gable wrestle again, which although they put on a good match when they're in the ring together, it wasn't something I was relatively interested in. They also had the OC versus the New Day, which the New Day ended up picking up the win. That was a pretty decent match. And then the final match was Charlotte versus Bayley for the Raw, for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, which that by itself was probably one of the best pieces of the night. Bailey went full heel, cut her hair short, dyed it black, cut down her Bailey buddies. There was a, a, a video of a little kid on Twitter just bawling his eyes out because she cut down those Bailey buddies. I'm so happy, baby. I get it. I love it. Fuck the kids. Yeah, honestly, like, cause I was I was talking to some people and I'm like, wait a minute, why is she why is she wearing a hood? Cause you know, first you see her come out and she's got her jacket on and you're just like, okay, whatever. And then I look and I go, wait, Bailey, why why you got a hood on, girl? Like, and then she takes it off and I'm like, the ponytail's gone. And at first I thought she just left her. I thought she just left her hair down. Cause you know, cause you're, or, you know, it's like, okay, she, she just left her hair down. Cause she did have long hair. And then she took the jacket off. Oh, and that's when she saw that she had cut like all it, like, like cut it short. And I was like, Oh, <gasps> Bailey. <laughs> like I wasn't crying or anything. I was just like, all right, where's this bitch been? Like the last couple of months, this is the Bailey we wanted to see. And then like, <laughs> She goes out there and she starts yelling with the ref. She puts her feet on the ropes. 
And I'm just like, oh, yeah. God, Bailey. And I don't know what Charlotte was doing. She looked horrible in that match, ma'am. Like, I, I don't know, but. I did my commentary and I was just like, Charlotte is in here looking like a zombie and I don't understand what it, and she was bleeding. Bailey hit her hard enough to where she started bleeding. I thought I was that like, was literally first and then my husband's like no that's blood that like, is oh, blood and then she wins Maybe the title the wrestling her. and then they said well she cheated and I was like no she didn't I'm like how did she cheat because she grabbed her hair that maybe she shouldn't have her hair long I mean I didn't I didn't see the cheating where she beat her on a roll up that wasn't cheating so no. That is not, she didn't cheat. Now she tried to cheat when she put her foot up on the ropes, but she didn't cheat initially to beat her. So I was like, well, she's back to being two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. Now it is what it is. So Bailey grabs the mic and Bailey goes, what's up, bitches? I'm like, oh, oh. She calling the, she calling y'all a bitch. She ain't talking to me. She talking to She's like, hey, you bitches. I was like, Bailey cussed. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Cause it was like, like okay. you're like, they're like, oh, she, she had a breakdown or whatever. And then the whole time, like as she's doing this and she just goes, when she just yelled, screw you all. She got the biggest ovation out of anybody that <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, she was talking well, out, she was talking to y'all out there. She wasn't talking to me. She was damn sure wasn't talking to me because I didn't have a problem with Bailey. So I, I still don't. I I never had a problem with her. But like, you know, people were giving her the ovation and I'm just like, all right, Bailey. But then realization kicked in and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Then why the hell did she drop the title? Oh, I just ran into a door. Why the hell did she drop it to Charlotte only to win it like a, like not even a week later? And then I'm like, well, she's a paper champion. It's the, it was the storytelling of it. Yeah, it was to give Charlotte her 10th title. And then on top of that, it was to see, to see Bailey's final break. Because that's where she broke at. It was losing at Hell in a Cell that broke Bailey and it finally tore her down. And now she's like, fuck it. I don't care no more. I'm just gonna be full on, I'm gonna go full on, selfish, be a heel, take what I wanna take, do what I wanna do, and damn the rest. That's her attitude now. Which I don't mind it. I'm here for it. Do you? But that's pretty much all that happened in terms of How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast.
matches and storylines. So we are gonna get into who got drafted on SmackDown and who's left. All right, first round draft pick. Becky Lynch was your number one overall draft pick. She went to Raw. Roman Reigns is your second overall draft pick. He went to SmackDown. The OC was drafted third. They are going to Raw as a collective. So that's AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Anderson. They're all going to be there together on Raw. The Fiend has been drafted to SmackDown. Now, a lot of people was like, well, what does that mean for the storyline with Seth Rollins and The Fiend? It's pretty much over. That's why they had the little spot that they had to determine the number one draft pick in the first place. So that's mm-hmm. done. Unless they decide to trade. Drew McIntyre was also drafted to Raw, as well as Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Bliss, Kevin Owens, which I was shocked about Kevin. I really wanted Kevin to stay on SmackDown and be the anchor for SmackDown. I'm kind of pissed about that, but I ain't going to dwell on it. Natalia was drafted to Raw. The Viking Raiders were drafted Nikki Cross and the Street Profits. The Street Profits are the only NXT wrestler or team, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to call it, that has been eligible in the draft pool. They were the only ones brought up from NXT. Now they're officially a part of the main roster and they are a part of the tag team division for Monday Night Raw. As for the rest of the SmackDown picks, we have Sasha Banks. Braun Strowman, which I was really happy about because I did predict that Braun Strowman would get drafted because he has pretty much been in at least three title matches and he's lost them. And there was really nowhere else for Braun Strowman to go. He's a two-time tag team champion. He's a one-time greatest Royal Rumble champion, which... Is that even canon? We ain't gonna worry about that shit no more. He's the only man who has that belt. It's the only belt that he actually has that isn't a part of the normal belts in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Correct. So whatevs. Um, Lacey Evans was also drafted to SmackDown. The Revival was drafted, but they're the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, so they're. Uh, <laughs> the Lucha House Party was drafted and Heavy Machinery was drafted. So I was happy about that. I, to me, I felt like SmackDown had a really nice draft and I prefer SmackDown to Raw. Doesn't mean that one is better than the other, but for me, I just kind of felt like SmackDown's draft was pretty good. I know Raw has Ricochet and they've got um, the Street Profits and they've got the Viking Raiders. They got a pretty stacked tag team division. So I'm interested to see what they do with it on Monday. Um, They got, and they have, in terms of them drafting women, Raw drafted more women than SmackDown did. SmackDown only drafted two, which was Sasha and Lacey. Personally, I would have kept Lacey on Raw, but I'm interested to see what they do with her on SmackDown. Um, Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting call. Right. This is just like my my reasoning and this is just like my business brain ticking. I really should be somebody's manager. (laughs) Quite honestly. (laughs) My thing is 
I think she's gonna turn face. Yeah. Who, Lacey? Because, yes, I think yeah. they're gonna turn her face because think about what fucking network she's on. She's on Fox. She's on yeah. Fox. And she's a vet. And she's a vet. And she's a mm-hmm. Marine. Mm-hmm. Which they should have had her as a face to begin with. She should have been a face. Nicole said this before on a previous podcast and she had a really good idea and I thought that that would have been smart especially now leading into like December we're two months out from December and they always do that um, tribute to the troops Yeah, Lacey's your only vet that you got the only yeah. real vet. Let's let's be real. She's the only real actual vet on there. Not people that are dipping out going AWOL. Randy. <laughs> Sips tea. Wow. Mm. <laughs> oh, I mean she but, I mean she could have still I... been a she could have stint still be a heel. But, you know, when it was that time again, you know, she could have, like, the one time where she turns face or something, you know? I don't think she should be a heel. I like her as a heel. I don't think she should because I think that's a whole market that they're completely missing. Yeah. I didn't mind her heel. They could do so fucking much. I thought it was smart to bring her in. I thought her persona was unique. I thought Lacey was completely different from the women that they normally have. And I liked Lacey. I still like Lacey, but she was very green when they brought her up to the main roster and they could have, she could have been a heel when she came in, but like, I'll put it this way. Bliss was a face when she got there. They switched her off to be a heel and she's been a heel pretty much ever since. And it works for her. That's her niche. Like, I don't like Bliss as a face. Like, right now, she's kind of like a pseudo face somewhat. And it, it don't work for me. I, I'd rather hate her because she's a bitch rather than to try to root for her little pet mate. But, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Overall, I liked SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was fun. The draft made it a little bit more interesting, but even the matches were okay, with the exception of the first one, because, you know, I was pissed about that. But, I mean, even Corbin and Chad Gable's match had some teeth to it. Like, it was it was a back-and-forth battle between the two of them. I liked the matches. I liked the end of the show. It was like they really started to incorporate storylines making it work and they still had matches on there and then in the background was your draft picks and they made sure they kept you invested because the draft picks were in between the matches so they didn't just like have the draft take over the whole show it was equally balanced and that's what I loved about it because it was just fun to watch the matches and then wait for the draft picks it was I'm excited for the future of where SmackDown could go. And I really think Fox taking over and having them structure the show the way they think it should go and then making sure WWE comes up with shit that will work 
is one of the smartest things that WWE has allowed a network to do for them in a long time. And I think USA Network is going to have to take the reins on their show too for Raw, especially with it being three hours long. It's such a hefty show at a three-hour mark. And you've got to fill it with stuff that will work. You're going to have some corny bits. You're going to have some, you know, I don't mind the Lana Lashley and Rusev story, but I don't think that should be your lead-out story. Raw is three hours long, okay? It starts at eight. So from what, eight to 10. Put that stuff in at like the 10 o'clock hour. Because if I have a young child watching Raw, I'm not going to have them up to 11 o'clock on Monday, especially when they're school the next day watching wrestling. I'm going to put, I'm going to have them in bed by 9, 9.30. Leave that shit for the final hour, dude. Because like, I know that, that that sounds like, you know, Midwestern mom or whatever, but like, I don't want my little, I don't want my kids if, you know, she's four. So she doesn't know what, she doesn't know what's going on. Like my little, she was like eight or older or something like that, 10 years old. And she, they want to watch Raw because of Seth Rollins or whatever. And the first thing I see is Bobby Lashley and some thought in bed. And they're going to turn to me and be like, mommy, what's going on? What I'm just going to be like, uh, we're not watching wrestling anymore. <laughs> change the channel, change the channel. Well, like, I mean, okay. In, in, a whole other topic but I'll just keep it saying you police what your child should be able to watch that's like saying we shouldn't watch um scandal because it's perpetuating side bitch um culture you know what I'm saying it's it's not the content I had an issue with it's just that my own morality doesn't work with what is being shown and it doesn't work with you either but you can control what your household sees and what you watch. If you don't want your daughter to watch that, or if any other parent doesn't want their child to watch that, then you simply change the channel. Um, I think it's a little unfair to say, well, they shouldn't put that on TV, but you can watch TV and see shit on TV that's beyond fucked up. like. On many other channels, on many other networks, there is shit on TV that is crazy and will structure and change things. It's it's not really about the content, it's what you're going you're willing to watch in your home. You have control over that. They can put all types of shit on TV. Jerry Springer been on TV for years. And it's beyond fucked up. And they just yeah. took it off TV last year. But people still watch it because I watch it. I ain't gonna lie, because it's ratchet ass TV. And that shit make you feel good about yourself. You be like, these people are really fucked up. Have a good day today, because I am not like them. But <laughs> but you don't sit and watch that with your three to seven year old kid. You don't let them watch them on there and they're sitting up there talking about sucking dick and everything else. And you're like, well, goddamn. And the seven year old's like, mommy, what's sucking dick? And you're like, this is my fault. I'm sitting here letting my child watch this damn TV show because I want to watch it. You police your own household. You police what your child sees and hears on television. It's totally at your discretion. And which I do, but you know now this isn't this isn't like 1997. The WWE is trying to promote itself as a family-friendly business. I think that's completely changed. I don't think they're promoting themselves that way anymore. They, honestly, you can't. 
they, they tried it and it worked for some time because during the time that they switched to PG-13, the internet was just coming into play. They weren't really using it as a tool for them to get more people on their, on the boat, you know? I think now that is totally different. They can still live under the PG-13 moniker. I just don't want to see Bobby Lashley's ugly ass. I don't want to yeah, see Alana's I think ass. That's- I don't want to see them in bed. I don't want to see grown ass. If they were hands. more attractive people, honestly, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think that's what it is for me. Well, we all know Alana and Rusev are married. I mean, come the fuck on, dude. This yeah, is- it's not even that because they're it's acting. It's just like, I don't, like, y'all just aren't attractive to me. So I just don't want to see that. Like, Rooster is not a bad-looking guy, even before he lost all that weight and bulked up. But it's just like, this is just bad taste. Like, the two worst storylines they have going on in Raw right now is Maria and her stupid baby at this point. And, and then this, and it's just like, okay, now you're just insulting our intelligence again. Like, yeah. Even get with the time, dude. We don't want to see storylines like this. Like, this is our bathroom break, dude. Like, I see Marita on. I'm like, I don't care what's coming out of her mouth. Change the channel. Like, I, I don't have time for you. Right. It's just doing well, too much now. You know, it's just. Again, I mean, if they. And I'm not telling. I'm not. And, you know, the police or say what they should and shouldn't do, you're gonna have you know, anybody. I mean, like, some people are uncomfortable seeing that on TV, and it's just like, when you want to put like that in the 10 o'clock hour, you should get away with like a lot more stuff on basic Yeah, and have it be entertaining. Like, if y'all want to do it, have it be, have it at least be juicy. Like, have it be like have some like type of value to it like like I don't mind storylines yeah. like that per se but man make it fun though like it's just like ew like yeah like don't why should it- I care like if you're gonna do that story like storylines like that do it so it's like girl like Lana's like Lana and Rusev are divorcing she trying to take all the money she's trying to take the dogs um, right. Rusev. Like, yeah, like, do, like, do stuff like that. Like, make it, like, entertaining. If you want to go there, go there and be fun with it. Well, let going, so we're going to move from the side of WWE that doesn't make sense to an actual place over in a company that does make sense, which is NXT. So yeah. this is yeah, thank God. Thank God they have something that makes sense over there. Jesus Christ. Thank God for NXT. Exactly. Bless Triple H. Bless him. <laughs> but, oh, um... Triple H I watched there, NXT like... this week. I don't know if you guys did too. No, I didn't watch it. I caught the last 10 minutes of it, and I really want to talk to you about that. Okay. Because I didn't get to see it, so I'm going to be happy. 
it's really good. You should watch it. Um, for the fact, so the first match was um for the cruiserweight, which is t- rebranded as is the two o five live. Obviously, um, ever all us and our viewers know that two o five live was basically um WWE's area for cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. But they took the cruiserweight title and they rebranded it as the NXT cruiserweight championship so i'm assuming the color scheme is going to change on it sometime very very soon because it's still currently purple but it was rebranded as the nxt cruiserweight championship with a really great match which leo does this great spot him and i think there's like i see another other another person that does it and if you guys want to drop leave it any of our social medias who if i don't find it by this time um, he did this really great spot where he did a reversal, hopped in between the middle ropes, and did a stunner. Oh shit! Gulak, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then where it's like it's funny because you forget when he was Bobby's mouthpiece, like people and I I like because Bobby needs someone to talk for him but at the same time I'm yep. like I don't want people to forget how good he is right. because he could have went mm-hmm. with anybody on that roster and Case and shown like his um, match with Finn Balor and that's amazing that was one of the best matches at that time and Raw you know Raw was Jesus and that, it was a mess it's still kind of a mess but they're I don't know they're going somewhere going somewhere but anyways but Leo um ended up picking the win with um Regal coming out um formally uh formally shaking his hand putting the championship out uh, around his waist with Gulak um shaking his hand giving him you know good congratulations but it was Amazing! It was a really good match. I, I mean, I wasn't surprised it was a good match, but it was it was still good. And then we had oh no, oh, why can't I talk right now? And they had real Ripley versus Aaliyah, and Aaliyah and Vanessa are based and Tanya um, Conti. It seems like are just going to be like the losses girls. Like they're just there to to get yeah. pinned. They've been in NXT for forever, literally. Cause you, cause I, I really don't care about Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. I think they're horrible. And but but you, know, you need every- some people like that in NXT. Not everybody can be a star. Right, but it's just like they've been complete. Cause isn't a thing like NXT you, you are like you're either going to be called up to the main roster or in some cases you learn what you need to learn and then you you're granted your release and as long as it's on good terms you're always welcome back to NXT or WWE right yeah because I know Sammy Callahan he was in NXT for a hot second as Solomon Crow. And that's when they were, like, really heavy on the gimmicks because they were making him a computer hacker. Which, if you look at Sammy Callahan... Oh, I, for, oh yeah, that was forever ago. Yeah. Uh, don't 
that I don't get computer hacker from him. I get maybe like horror movie killer, but that's just me. They did that uh, with Paige too. It was very weird. That was that weird transition from FCW to um, NXT. But he didn't like it and he asked for his release and uh, they granted it to him. And that's the thing, you know, and Sammy Callahan, he speaks the truth. Like anytime he does interviews or whatever, he doesn't, you know, sugarcoat it. Like when even when he's in when he's in character or out of character and, um, you know, they said, you know, how did Triple H react when you asked your release from NXT? And he goes, you know, he understood what I needed to do. And he always said that if I want to come back, the door is open. And he's never once badmouthed the WWE from any interviews that I've read or seen of him. He never, he always just says, you know, Triple H is a good guy. I appreciate what he's doing for the younger talent and wrestling. And, you know, he always said, if I wanted to come back, there's an open, the door's open for me. Yeah, because he's like, he built, he, because that's what Triple H is doing with NXT. That's why he should just have the whole just damn company. Honestly, just give it to yeah. him. Just give it to him already. Just let him have the whole company because he's more interested in like building bridges per se. But and he's one of those people like he gets it. He's like it's not for everyone, and not everyone can acclimate to what they're to what they're doing. Or it's not like some people don't gel. So it's like okay. And that's the same thing with, like, Aaliyah and Vanessa, and it's just one of those things It's like, no offense to them, but even if they were, like, back on the indie circuit, they probably wouldn't really be that big of names either. So might as well stay somewhere. You're getting a steady paycheck. You're getting on TV, so you might get a little bit more money, like network TV. And then it's just, like, it's comfortable. But... Yeah, besides that, like, Rhea Ripley, like, this is a short-ass match. She did this really weird submission. I, I was trying to find the name for it. And I could not find the name of it. But it just looked, it looked so painful. I don't even know what hurt most. And it was just, fuck, it was just insane. So, basically, Rhea Ripley, like, picked her up. And basically had her legs crossed in together with her and like had her bet and like this had her bet in a C. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, like it's just I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh I'm like, just tap. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, because it looked like because it's like your legs were hurt, your ankle were hurt. Like, especially if you're, like, not too into abs. I'm assuming your abs are probably hurt, too. So I was just like, oh, I was a girl, I was a baby girl, you can tap. Just get it over with. <laughs> and then also, like, again, she had um, Rhea grab the mic, and it was the first, it was basically, like, the first of the Shayna, Shayna Baszler call-outs call for the night. But... Still have that title. Yeah, she needs someone just fucking take it. I just just someone get rid of it. Um, the next match was kind of honestly like the worst one in my opinion, and that was Forgotten Sons versus Brizongo. Wasn't really just like much going on. They're supposed to face Everwise, 
but then Forgotten Sons came out and it was just like it's just like whatever it just really wasn't <laughs> anything the most memorable thing about that match was Breezango's entrance these motherfuckers come dressed like they are in the fucking village people as construction workers I fucking yeah. love it and I miss campiness in some wrestling oh my god Fandango comes out think, and he's like tips or whatever and he's like you know trying to get attention to his crotch and I'm just like oh my god dude what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> like oh my god but and I then we think- also have and then we also had we had Cameron Grimes which they've been having a pretty strong showing for him since his loss and I think just think it's weird like he's been on TV a lot but Jordan Miles has been like MIA yeah, he hasn't been on. Yeah, he hasn't been on a few episodes. I'm like, hopefully he gets on soon. Uh, but yeah, right. he had another strong um, showing. Um, he beat Bo with again an attack by Killian Dane. It wasn't again anything to write home at, write home about whatsoever. Um, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Kovic, Kovic, I don't know. He's a very nice looking man, and I love Keith Lee. Yeah, He's so yeah. precious. I just want to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to hug me. Actually, he looks like he gives good hugs. No, he looks oh. like he gives out good hugs. Like he's a really big bear of a man. Yeah. He's oh, <laughs> just so nice. He just seems so nice. Um, but just basically about him and Dominic's their like series of matches and they're just their whole series of fucking matches are amazing and they need to get put together on like a DVD or something they're so good yeah, oh all God. their matches together are so, so good and he is sneakily athletic and it just he just be doing some shit a big dude should not do they have quite a few NXT guys who are like that. If you think about it. Like, Heavy Machinery, Vikings, yeah. Raiders, War, whatever. They're the Vikings. <laughs> the Viking Ride. That would have been hilarious. They should be cut <laughs> that next. There's the tie-in with Frozen 2 that WWE could do. <laughs> I can't with those movies. Just like on all levels whatsoever. <laughs> and then he just had um and then Pete Dunn had a match with Damian Priest attacking them, which is two people I also want to get in between of. Oh, I love him. He's a beautiful looking <sighs> his man. His voice. Oh my god, his voice. He he he's oddly he, he just, he has a hypnotizing thing. I can listen to him talk all day, but he's a beautiful looking man. That's somebody that would get you in some trouble. Like, that's like, yes. I know we were talking about people getting dictatized. He's, he's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You want you to know what's going on and you turn around and cred is all fucked up pregnant yeah. you got a, you got some you got some warrants out cars hit, your cars impounded you don't care 
Damien coming home today. Um, they're like, well, you're not going home. You know what? Don't worry about what I'm doing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't be out my fucking business. Facts. Your friends try to tell you something, and you're like, but I love him. <laughs> He's just so mysterious, and then I like how he dresses. He rides a motorcycle that, you know, is in your name, and he's not making payments on. Facts. <laughs> He's just all, all, all caught up. And that's why, and I just like, I love voices, and his voice, I'm like, oh. Man, I'd be, I'd be in, tr- in trouble. I'd have some issues. <laughs> but um, and then also just like the tail end of the show, we had our um, well, clo- well, not really our finale, but close to the end of it, we have for the second part, we have Roger Strong versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, which again, he's someone who should have been on TV way more than he should. But obviously, it was like a dope match. Um, both guys did really well. The highlight of that was Velveteen and Ciampa interrupting them. With Velveteen mocking Roderick Strong's um, naked North American title picture. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Oh my god, I have to see that. No, yeah, you gotta look at the clip because it's hilarious and then um marina shafir's comments on uh, online just made it so much funny i was like i just thought that was so funny i was like good for her show more of that on tv like show more of your personality but it was so he had the, so because you know how he likes to make like his coming up short you know like very very veiled like penis jokes and all that but like the way he talks it just makes it sound classier than what he's actually talking about so he had the picture (laughs) and then he showed another picture but basically showed like his dick blurred out but not really blurred out and it had like a little like stop like a teeny 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 little stop sign like right in the middle that was so funny Fucking pet. I have to see this. <laughs> it is, and I like. I was crying. Like I was so. I had to. I had to stop. While I had to pause it because I was laughing. And I was like, like that's what I'm saying. Like raw. Like you can get away with doing stuff, but like make it. Like make it fun. Like that was just so funny. It, literally, and it was just a fucking dick joke. But the way it went about itself. Yeah, it was a like little bit of a little class to it. Yeah, it was not only that, but it's also building on the rivalry. Like, just adding more layers to it, adding more layers to it. So that's why it was just like, it's just so fucking funny. Like, I was crying laughing, and then Maria... (laughs) 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 She was, oh my god. So she posted this fucking picture. It was like her, it was like, they're at Disney World. And it was like her in a wheelchair, and like Roderick on like leaning over like leaning over give her a kiss it's a very cute picture and she said she was like me she's like me in a wheelchair after me and Roderick's honeymoon at Disney World and you're like uh, damn wow and then she kept doing and she just kept making funky jokes and it's just so funny <laughs> <laughs> 
Luca. Like, I knew. I don't know why it's so funny. It's just so funny. Because <laughs> she kept going fucking on. It's all about the delivery. That's what it, the the delivery. If the delivery falls flat, everything falls flat. This is why it's like I only saw this picture and I was like, "What?" You know, like you literally have to watch it. You have to go look at her because it's like everything got tight, and it's just so funny. I'm like, you guys are so fucking like. How does everybody have a straight face? Like, I have no idea how anybody had a straight face doing this. I would have would, would just been like, fuck it. I don't care. I would have walked in the back and laughed. <laughs> and then you got fucking Tommaso Ciampa coming after Adam Cole because he was saying, Goldie, daddy's home. And I'm just like, oh, Kip, <clears throat> your man's back. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I'm glad he did because I don't like Adam Cole. I like Adam Cole as a competitor. But as a character, he gets on my nerves. So, he needs to get his title back. Ciampa's a better heel than Cole is. He's a scary Somebody's, heel. Someone's going to get it back. Either it's Ciampa or it's Finn. I want Finn to get it for like two seconds. Yeah. Just so he can tack some more days onto that title reign. Because I don't ever want anyone to ever touch it. <laughs> How long was I'm next? very... For 289 or 90 something, he's still the longest reigning. The second closest is Champa. Uh huh. Champa. (laughs) I like Champa. I really do. I like I like the guy. But let Finn tack some more days off, and you you can get the fucking title back. (laughs) But anyways. And then also, and this is also kind of in like like a weird match as well. It was um, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair, which uh, Bianca surprisingly won. I thought that was very strange. Not, I love Bianca. I think she's amazing. Um, but I just thought it was very weird having her just come back. This is only her second match back and she, she loses. So I just thought that was kind of strange. I felt like they could have, I felt like they should have put someone else in there. But mm-hmm. also, it makes Bianca look strong. So, as long as Bianca looks strong too, it makes me happy. But then I also like Dakota Kai. So, I was like, oh, you could have put someone in there like I didn't care about. You could have had like Vanessa in there. Yeah. yeah. But I like guess you're trying to switch it up. Of, like, dang, I'll never leave NXT. So, they like, yeah, you gotta so give I, somebody strong, someone. Yeah, so I I guess I appreciate them like switching up a little bit, but again, Bel Air called out um called out Shayna, so they'll they'll probably have a match and see who gets to be the title contender, which Rhea, I can't imagine Rhea not winning. But the match was okay. It was just kind of weird. I just it was I just so I was so thrown off by um Dakota losing <laughs> that I kind of forgot a little bit. But both both ladies are really good though but it just wasn't, like, the most dazzling thing of the just, evening. I'm just happy to see Dakota Kai back. Me too. Her and Tegan, especially Tegan, damn her, her fucking stone-cold knees. Oh, that poor, and she's so young. I'm like, her knees are fucked. She's gonna, she's gonna have tough space before she gets older, too, man. That's a bad thing, but... Yeah. 
that poor baby. Pray for I pray for Dakota's knees. Every every time I snuck Dakota, I pay for um, Tika's knees before she wrestled before I see her wrestle. Oh, and I do the same thing to Daniel Bryan's head. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I pray for his go. head. And I pray for Tegan's knees. <laughs> I tell Jesus to lay hands on him. Anyway, poor injured, those poor injured children. And all those people that got, and all those people that got neck problems. Once um, Champa gets in the ring, I'll pray for his neck. We'll pray <laughs> for your favorite wrestlers out there, guys. Yeah, might help them. A lot of these people need prayers. Actually, we'll, we'll go to some people. They they need all the help, prayers, thoughts, um, rehab, um, counseling, all of the things. But we'll get to that eventually. Um, <laughs> Why do I have a kid right now who's gonna be top on that list? So, <laughs> so the finale. So I don't know why I call it finale. Like it's like the season. So the final match was Walter and Kushida, which I love both of them. And before, before this match, both of them are were defeated in NX, both their NXTs respectively. Mhm. Um, Kushida personally, ha- I think he has the best. Obviously, he still he has um, still has the best win loss regular um, in regular NXT. Is him and like um, I forgot who else is title with him, but I have to research back on that statement. But I was looking into that um, a few days ago. But the match was fucking phenomenal. Obviously, a lot of almost almost counts and just. Walter just got like the last in on, but he, but Kushida made him fight for that win. That's cool. I made I him fight tooth and nail for that win. No, I, they're they're building up Kushida too strong for him to go out and like a squash like that. I caught the last ten minutes of that match, and I'm gonna be honest, I was more entertained by the last ten minutes of NXT. Than I was watching two hours of AEW. Mm. Oh no, it was just the way that these guys moved and had that in ring, like they clicked in the ring. So, you know, they, I don't know if these guys have worked with each other before or what, but that chemistry that was like that last 10 minutes where they had, you know, the, the moves and the pins and they kept kicking up. And the audience was getting into it because they're just like, wah! And then they got the Fight Forever chant, which is just like, oh shit, you know? Um, excuse me. <coughs> so within that last 10 minutes, I was more entertained than AEW in two hours. So way that when I saw the ratings, the ending for the ratings, they said that AEW <clears throat> had 45%. And um, NXT had 55%. So, in regards to the ratings, they won out that last week for the ratings. And like I told people, it's not about the first episode. It's how far they can last, period. Because you got got to pull out, you got a long road ahead of you when it comes to this wrestling world. And WWE can, can afford to make mistakes. AEW can't. Yeah. Exactly. 
And they gotta clean up and tighten up. I have more fun talking to you guys about wrestling than I do watching it anymore. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, does that sound weird? That mm, I'm more no. about it than no. actually watching it. I wouldn't. I don't think it's weird. I think that no, it's not. you 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 have a certain what you expect from wrestling you're not getting, and until you find it, you know, sometimes you can hear if I enjoy something and then I'm talking to you about it, it sounds better the way I'm explaining it than it would for you to watch it. Because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I have never watched MLW, but the way Nicole talks about it and how she explains the matches and stuff, it makes me interested in watching it. And I'm like, I might want to try to check this out. I need to try to watch this. Like, I was against Impact for a long time because after they started bringing in all of the older WWE guys, I was done. I was like, y'all ruined the beauty of Impact, so I'm out. I just completely checked out of Impact and completely ignored it. And then Nicole started like telling me, like, Tiffany, you really gotta go back into watching it. Cause it's like, you know, they got Tessa Blanchard there, she's heading the ship, but they have other superstars that are there and they're really trying to revive Impact and bring it back. And they are, when you watch the matches, the matches are really good. Sometimes storylines are a little wonky, but everywhere the storyline isn't gonna be perfect. But as long as the execution has a good purpose, I will be okay with a wonky storyline. You know what I mean? So when she started yeah. telling me, Tim, you go watch it. Okay. I start going back to watch it. And I watched the matches that they put up before they start to debut. Cause they don't debut to the 29th. And I was like, these matches for this pay-per-view are really, really good. And <clears throat> if you don't, if you're tired of WWE or you want to take a break from it, I highly recommend impact. And the reason why is because it's not trying to do what WWE is trying to do. They run parallel with each other. They're not on the same plane. They, they're just running parallel to each other. And like, I like the fact that they still are a wrestling promotion. They still put wrestling forward, but they still have storylines. They still make it interesting for you to watch. And they're the ones who started like the backstage moments where you can see what's going on backstage and the wrestlers are talking backstage. And then WWE started to emulate that. So they must be doing something right. Just saying. No, I was I was the same way with Impact, and then once Hogan and, and Bischoff came in, and slowly but surely all the old WWE guys or Hogan's old burning mates or whatever started showing up, it completely just I was I was so turned off of it, and uh, you know, and I think they learned their lesson because they got too big of themselves, and. Uh, they, I mean, they try to go up against the WWE and they nearly lost everything. And they're just because now... Because they're trying to play their game. And I, I don't think AEW is going to go down. I actually think AEW is going to do fine. But they really have to find their niche. And it seems to me like they're trying to toe this line between being an indie promotion and then being a mainstream promotion. And you have either got to find your balance between the two or pick a side. And then just go hard at what you're trying to do. But you don't have to be 
you don't have to worry about what everybody else is thinking and saying about your company. You need to be focusing on providing quality content and tightening up your ship because your production is half the battle and you're losing. It doesn't look good. You got the lights cutting out every five seconds for this effect. It's not, it's not working in my book. You, you're, you're, you're trying to, you got everybody that, that is out there are high executives in your company. They're all wrestling, competing for belts. They probably won't win them, but it's just the fact that you're taking a spot from somebody who could actually use the, the, the promotion, use an opportunity to be the head of a company. It, they could be doing so much more and could be much better than what they are. And I really, I expect a lot out of them because of because of how they presented themselves. I expect a lot and they're not delivering in my book. The promo Jericho cut was a regular ass Jericho promo from what I saw. The clips online and things that people sent me, I was like, okay. It's just Yeah. From my understanding, Cody Rose's sister was right in the promo department. She was one hundred percent right about the promo. I I didn't understand why people was all on her team because of that, but she was right. People are weird, man. Wrestling <laughs> fans are weird. Yeah. Some weird ass fucking people. I'll <laughs> include myself in this. <laughs> she actually looks a lot. So th- I forgot they have two sisters. Sorry, I was like looking, I was trying to, I was looking for pictures of her. They have the older sister, who's a Cowboys cheerleader, and then Kristen, and then they have Telly, which is the youngest. Huh. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Wrestling families are weird, dude. It's like, some of them... (laughs) Some of them are royalty, and then you have like Paige's family that you're just like, nope, into the trash heap you go. You go. Oh, shit. It's just like. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We've got more coming for you. The second half of this episode will be uploaded directly after this one. And of course, we have our weekly top five, which this one is, Who Would You Marry? So make sure you stay tuned for that. My name is Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, I just want to say thank you for listening to Down for the Count. And I'll see you guys next time.